Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, though it is a light week, we will make sure to get to everything we possibly can. And the best way to do that is to start the way we always start with the wrestler of the pod. Yeah, couldn't have said that any better. Uh, so the wrestler of the pod this week is a relatively young performer, only 20 years of age, but has a lot of potential. Um, the wrestler of the pod this week is Midas Creed. Uh, nice. You can see him. You can see him in GCW and, and other indie companies as well. Like I said, he's only 20 years old. Not a lot of accolades for him now, but definitely a ton of upside with this kid. He's a great worker in the ring, very agile, a nice array of kicks. Mm-hmm. He kind of gives me a little bit of Ricochet vibes, just not as quite as polished as Ricochet, but definitely a lot of upside with him and could be a great performer for years to come down the line. So that's why he made Wrestler of the Pod this week for me. So Wrestler of the Pod, Midas Creed from GCW. All right, guys. Midas Creed, GCW. Shout out to him. Go, guys. Go look him up. Um, we're updating the website, so hopefully we'll, we'll have him up there with a profile very soon. Um, following that, man, let's get into some indie news. I don't, I don't have much. I know Duke has the bulk of it, um, but I do want to say that I will be at the uh, 2300 Arena on May 13th for the MLW Kings of the Coliseum uh, tapings and pay-per-view. Hey. So we're going to be very excited for that. I know Ty Valkyrie is going one-on-one with Holly Dead. Um, I know the Sandman is scheduled to be there. My hero. Uh, so it'll be very fun uh, seeing some people again and seeing some new people. So yeah. we'll be very excited for that. Is it bad that I'm more jealous that you're going to get to see Sandman and I'm not? Uh, no, it's understandable. It's understandable. Man, I, um, love, I love Sandman. I'm excited to see Mrs. Jobber's reaction, actually, because I don't think she like I don't think she's ever um, I don't think she knows anything about Sandman. <laughs> Watch, you're gonna show her Sandman. Be like, look, that's Duke's guy right there. Like, she's yeah. either gonna be like, what the hell, or she's gonna be like, you know what? I can see it. Yeah, I told him he comes out. I told her she he comes out to the Sandman through the crowd with the kendo stick and the beer, and she was like, that's got to be amazing. And I was like, well, you'll be. <laughs> that should be interesting when it happens. Kind of like uh, how Mac- McAfee did it when we were in Philly. Yes, especially since it's it's straight. Um, it is in the ECW arena, so it'll be yeah. crazier. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's going to be very nostalgic, so that'll be Definitely. that'll be a sight to see. But with the actual indie news, I'm going I'm to hand it over to Duke. All right, so I'm going to kick it off real quick with NWA. Not much to report on with them, but this is news that involves your guys, so it had to get mentioned. Okay. Uh, June 11th, they're having their uh, Always Ready pay-per-view. Um, but it's always with a Z on the end. Mm, mm. And they're going to have it in one of the NWA territories in Knoxville, Tennessee. A lot of history in Knoxville, things of that nature. That's where part of, partly of where they made their name. I kind of know the mayor. Yes, kind of know the mayor. 
Um, but they're, this one's going to be a little unique because they're getting Matt Cardona to appear, but he's only Ooh. appearing if if they meet certain demands regarding this pay-per-view. So nice. for that night only, they're not going to be called NWA. Nice. They're, they're going to be called MCWA, the Matt Cardona Wrestling Alliance. <laughs> and their logo is going to be made after uh, his type of logos. I love it. So it's, I guess it's going to be a Matt Cardona type of pay-per-view. That is very Matt Cardona. That is, that is perfect. That they is said if you want for him. If they wanted to get him to perform, they had to meet demands, and it looks like they're meeting his demands. That is great. That is perfect. That is pure character work right there. Yeah, it's going to be everything based off him, his logos, his color schemes, things like that. It's going to be a Matt Cardona type of show. That's like DXs in your house. Yeah. That's, that's so yeah. Cool. All right. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, so they got that going on for them on June 11th. And then I have a lot of news for New Japan, but it's not a lot of news because it's just the results of their Dontaku pay-per-view. Okay. But it's everything that involves Bullet Club because it was their nine-year anniversary at that pay-per-view. It's crazy that it's been nine years, hasn't it? Yeah, that seems so... Wow, we're old, man. Yeah. Uh, so some of the Dontaku Don results were Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens winning the IWGP heavyweight tag titles. Okay. Uh, you got Taji Ishimori winning the IWGP junior heavyweight title. Let's go. Former Bullet Club member Tama Tonga beats evil for the never open weight championship let's go okay and we got us a new member of bullet club with juice robinson joining the fold juice robinson is bullet club now juice robinson is bullet club yes okay juice damn so what happens to finn juice finn juice done yeah i mean i don't know maybe uh maybe wow. finn, maybe finn juice jumps to bullet club too who knows wow okay but we had juice a lot robinson of is bullet club yeah, a lot of results for Bullet Club this past weekend. With all that being said, what news kind of surprises you the most regarding these title wins and the debut of Juice and Bullet Club? What's more exciting for you? I think the most exciting thing, not necessarily the most surprising thing, is definitely um, one of the Gorillas of Destiny holding a singles title, uh, yeah. beating Evil. I think that's got to be the most exciting thing especially since I've been wanting more solo representation from him in general. Mm -hmm. And it feels like this will be a, an opportunity to still maintain the tag team, but have like a good, a good singles run at the same time. Yeah. Um, I think the surprising thing is the junior heavyweight title win. Oh, uh, for uh, Taiji oh Ishimori? God. Yeah, I really like Ishimori, so yeah. um, it's probably the more surprising one. But it's exciting to see Tama getting the belt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the, the Fale thing, Fale and Owens, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me because, you know, they mm -hmm. you got to put titles on them anyway for a Bullet Club anniversary. Right. Um, And then Juice Robinson joining, that, that's, that was kind of dope. Gives them that something was, different. That, that's surprising too. 
that's, yeah, some, that's a big surprise. Something you don't really expect. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. There's not many people that were once in WWE that left and then joined Bullet Club. I think mm-hmm. the only one is probably Cody. That's what I was going to say. I was like, maybe Cody Hall. Maybe Cody or Cody Hall. No, Cody Hall was never in WWE. Yeah, no, Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just Cody Rhodes. It's we might Cody be wrong, Rhodes, but yeah. off the top of my head, I think that's the only one. Because the Bucks were there for a little bit as like enhancement talent, but we don't count that. Mm-mm. They spent more time in Impact. Yeah, true. Um, and then that's everything for New Japan. And then AAA News, they had their mixed tag tournament for the mixed tag team titles. And the winners are none other than either everyone's favorite couple or everyone's most hated couple in mm. Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti. Sammy Guevara. <laughs> they showed up to Mexico, the Spanish God, and the I don't know what they're calling Ty Conti, the, the Brazilian ass kicker. I don't know, but I don't know. They they showed up and they showed out and they won the mixed tag championships in AAA. So who knows? Maybe uh maybe we can keep them titles for a little bit and keep Paige Van Zant and whoever else away from those mixed tag titles. Maybe until Ty Valkyrie and John Morrison land down there. Oh, yeah, man. When that happens, we already know the result. Yeah, yeah, you got to get them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I don't know. Is, is this exciting for you? Is that exciting? Is that a... I mean, I didn't even know I AAA. I mean, I guess ha- I can't choose a different mixed tag team, so. Yeah, yeah. until, until Morrison and Valkyrie get there. It's the only other <laughs> mixed tag I could think of. So I guess I'm okay with it because, you know, I don't have a better suggestion yet. You know what they say. If you don't like it, be mad. Right. <laughs> you be mad, boo-boo. That's what they say. Mm. Nah, but I just had to throw it in there, man. Had to get some indie news in. And plus, Sammy had a busy week as it is. so Very busy. Yeah, but Very that's, busy that's the indie news I got. Um, so I guess with that, we can... We can jump on into AEW. Um, all right, Leah, let's hit AEW first. Um, what are the things I wanted to I wanted to get to? Because there there was a lot of news, but there wasn't a lot of news. Yeah. Again, I mean, I think that was the theme of this week. Like things happened, but they weren't they weren't and crazy. They weren't impactful, yeah. Um one of the big things was the return of uh, Carl Rashida. Uh, I don't know how much we're spending on it because I wasn't the biggest fan of Shida. Um, and maybe it was just the presentation at first. She had uh, a hardcore match with Serena Deeb, who's been doing, he's been on her like Kurt Angle open challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think this was like the big culmination of that with the return of Akaro Shida. Um, and they went out and had a good match, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Are it was just one of, not really. I mean, I, like you said, I was never a big Shida fan. I don't know what it was. It just never really, it never really stuck with me. I, I, I think it's kind of harder for the Japanese talent to get over in the States. And I think she's just one of those, she just happens to be one of those things. It's just, it's 
I don't know what it is. It's just it's not working. At least for me, it's, it doesn't work. Not working. And she did come back a little more street. Yeah, I'll give her that. And maybe that's if if that continues to be the theme, like it's not all over the top, and it's kind of like more humanized. Yeah. Then maybe I can gravitate to it. So far, I think like the the only uh, the only Japanese women wrestlers that I've been like really like good on is like, I think like Io Shirai. And, yeah, and and even Io Shirai took me a minute. And even Io Shirai took me a minute. But I think, I mean, I I can't uh, even say I'm gung ho about Oscar anymore. I was gonna say Oscar when she was in NXT. When she was in NXT, yeah, yeah. So NXT Oscar and Io Shirai are probably the only ones that have made it work for me. Everyone else just seems like over the top, and they're all doing the same gimmick. But mm-hmm. different, like it's it's just I don't know, I don't know. It'll work. Hopefully, this run is better than the first run. Yeah, hopefully, that, that that's all we can ask. In other news, they had an Owens Cup singles match that they worked out for FTR. Um, that apparently they requested to go one on one against each other. So Dax fought Cash Wheeler, mm-hmm. and a very emotional match yeah, where man. they they did a lot of memorable spots that they pulled from other classic matches so um it was a real moment for them they came out in like heart foundation gear and at the end of the max at the end of the match when dax won he cried and they like you know it was it was an emotional moment um, do you see Dax going anywhere else in the tournament, or was this just a moment they had for them? And then, um, me personally, no, but I also wouldn't be surprised because normally that tends to happen. At least, at least with New Japan, let's let let's use New Japan as the example when they mm-hmm. have their uh, their G one when they have their G one tournament. And there's usually tag teams in there. More often than not, one member of the tag team usually makes it very far or even to the end. Okay. You figure it happened a while back and I want to say, I know it happened, I don't remember the year, but I know it happened when Tama Tonga made it to the finals. Uh, and then it happened again when Carl Anderson was in Bullet Club and he made it to the finals and lost. Mm. Um. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he lost to Okada. So, I mean, it it happens. I mean, I personally don't think he's going to go anywhere. I think there's another member of a tag team that's going to go even farther. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if it happens, it happens. I mean, I'd be down to see it. No way and see. It's it's something I had to give credit to. I think them being on the main roster on WWE so long spoiled me on how truly good FTR just is. Mm-hmm. I was listening to, um, not to digress for a little, it's still on topic. I was listening to FTR's interview with um, Renee. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her last name right now. Um, but Dean, John Moxley's wife, Renee. 
Yeah. We know Renee. I was listening to FTR's interview with Renee and them talking about how far they've come and everything that they went through and um, them going everywhere to win every title they've been at (laughs) and kind of statistically being one of the greatest tag teams on the planet right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to step back and realize like, man, they, yeah, when I was watching them consistently, they delivered every single night they went out there in NXT. They were, one of the absolute best tag teams. They were main event mm-hmm. uh, every now and then because they were so good. Yeah. And I think maybe just me being over how they were booked and treated on WWE in the main event uh, or in the main roster kind of soured me on how good they were. And mm-hmm. I kind of have been lax about it when they made it to AEW. Like, I know they can deliver good matches, but I'm not going out of my way to see them all the time. Yeah. But I think after the interview and seeing the singles match, I kind of have to, you kind of have to remind yourself, like, these guys are are really good. And statistically, they're one of the best tag teams out, if not the best tag team out right now. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. So I thought it was a good spotlight for them, and it just reminded me how good they were. Yeah, they're 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 definitely very good. And if anybody doesn't realize that, they need to take a look in the mirror because they've done a lot. Mm-hmm. They're like That's... a two man horseman. Yeah, which I, I they probably don't get enough credit for. Another no. thing that happened that I thought, man, here's somebody that doesn't get enough credit. The death triangle formed again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to be. These, th- <laughs> I, I'm honestly surprised Pac hasn't gotten out of his contract by now, because I I have no idea what's up with Pac. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm sure it's because he lives overseas and it's just the way the world is. Yeah, and you always see Pac like once in a blue moon. Yeah, it's like it's weird. So the Death Triangle reforms to fight the House of Black. And I want to be excited about it because I love Penta. It's my guy. And he's in his like Undertaker thing right now, which is cool. Uh, Phoenix is back and that's great. I've always loved watching Phoenix. He's one of the best cruiserweights uh, on the planet. One of the best Lucha Libre wrestlers on the planet. And Pac is always great. The problem yeah. is Pac is never around. Mm-hmm. And whenever Pac comes around, it's Death Triangle, but it feels like as fast as Death Triangle reappears, it disappears. As fast as they disappear, yeah. And then the boys are left figuring it out all over again. So I want to be excited for this because Aleister Black, Brody King, Buddy Murphy against... Pac, Penta, and Ray Phoenix is a dream, but how long is this going to last? Yeah, I, and I don't know what it is. Like, maybe maybe he has, like, passport troubles or visa troubles or something. But, like, you, like to reiterate what you said earlier, I'm surprised he's still on the roster. Like, maybe they just love him that much and what he can do in the ring, that they're willing to just have him for – who knows, two, three weeks at a time and then lose them? Yeah, like it's different with 
it's different with Brian Cage because at least Cage was around and they just mm-hmm. weren't using him. Yeah. Pac is just never around. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Pac is either never able to make it or, you know, I just, I don't know. Kind of gives me Austin Aries vibes a little bit. Right. So I, I feel like we'll just kind of let him go then. Mm-hmm. You can't ever book them in long-term storylines. What's yeah? What's every, really, everything's really short-term. Yeah, you've given him a faction, and um, it's taken forever to get him matches. You've tried to build up. It's just I don't know. I, I hope he stays around. That's mm-hmm. is, is my thing, because this is a great. This is great on paper. Yeah, but what happens when there's another pay-per-view coming up and Pot can't make it? Exactly. And now you lose this great, you know, I just I just don't want to be let we don't, down we by don't Pac like not being able to show up anymore. We don't like seeing storylines getting scrapped out of nowhere. So I, I, I hope they put that together. Um, and a smaller thing I want to kind of just run by just to say I said it. They've given um, our girl Jade Cargill a faction now. Yeah. So I wanted to quickly point that out. She now, in in true like Jade Cargo fashion, her her faction is named the Baddies, mm-hmm. which is is very on brand for her. Like I can't even, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, is that really the name we want to go with? Mm-hmm. It, it fits Jade perfectly. Yeah, it, it it fits with the mold. It fits with the gimmick, the the style. Like it's just it goes together. It works. So they put together former rival Red Velvet with uh, her tag partner from Impact, Kiera Logan, mm-hmm. who's been very good. They were former Knockouts Tag Team Champions, and they paired them up with Jade, and they just they look great. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them the the the. I got to have a name for it. So I'm trying to come up with it now. I'm going to give them the, um, the new faction waiver of time. I'm going to come up with a good name for it, but I'm going to give them the like new faction wave, uh, waiver of time to get all their outfits to match. You're going to um, give them a grace period. Yeah, I'm going to give them... There it is. That's what it is. I'm going to give them the new faction grace period for all their outfits to start matching up color-wise. Um, but the entrance was great. They all came out with fans of money hmm. and did like a Bella turn at the, at the top of the stage before they came down. Um, and they, they worked well together. The chemistry was great. And they fought three great... Uh, three great women. They did your girl Sky Blue, who I believe is wrestler of the pod. Mm-hmm. They did Willow Nightingale, um, who I've seen in person multiple times. She's very good, um, and she, they speak highly of her. Like everywhere she goes, didn't She's you do her as a wrestler of the pod too? I believe she is a wrestler of the pod. All right, so well. they fought two wrestlers of the pod. All right, and the third being, um, oh, what was her name? Trisha Trisha Dora and I haven't seen much of Trisha Dora but I did go to a hybrid show with Trisha Dora and Trisha Dora is very good she's very Mm -hmm. technical 
Um, she ended up eating the finish, which makes sense because the other two girls are kind of established. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone who's any who's anyone in the women's locker rooms has great things to say about Willow, and Sky Blue is you know. Yeah. So Trisha Dora by default had to eat the finish, but I've seen her and she's great. So um, shout out to her getting the spot on the main show. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm I'm just glad she has a faction. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, man. I'm not gonna lie. It it, it fits very well. It and just, I didn't I didn't think she would have needed a faction, but the faction thing works. It does. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it's just it's just a nice little add-on mm-hmm. to how great she already is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to not to cape out here, but she's she's you know, she's mm-hmm. Jade Cargo. Mm-hmm. So uh I just wanted to fly by that before getting into some of the things that are probably uh a lot more important news for AEW like Hookhausen yes <laughs> I don't know if this is going to be a real thing so I, I don't want to jump the gun here but this was a, no, great, but this was a great it, little segment though it was great it was damn man all right so basically what happened was we were going to have the match between Dan Housen and Hook. Mm-hmm. And after Dan Housen tries to say, you know, let's do this another time, Hook speaks again, graces us with words, <laughs> and says, exactly we're going to do this now. <laughs> and then we get interrupted by Tony Nese and his manager guy, whoever, mm. whatever his name is. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Um, and then Tony Nese then attacks Dan Housen and Hook, and then Hook gets back up, starts swinging on them both, gets them out of the ring. Dan Housen goes for the curse, and then Hook just walks right behind him. Mm-hmm. I like how they made it seem like they were scared of Dan Housen, um, trying to trying to curse them, and then Hook's just walking right behind Dan Housen the whole time. Mm-hmm. But that was a that was a pretty funny segment. I ain't gonna lie, it, it, I, I popped a little bit. It made me laugh. I dig uh, that. I feel like that should be. I don't know. I don't know if they could do like a a, a buddy cop thing for a couple of weeks. Yeah, when Dan Housen just tries to curse people, and then Hook just like unintentionally shows up. is like either behind Dan Housen or just in the area, and people are just running from him. Mm-hmm. He's almost like sending Hook. That's that's hilarious. That's great, actually. Yeah, they could do that. They could send Hook. If I was on creative, I, I'd pull that a couple more weeks before we had the actual match. I'd just be like, let's just do a bunch of situations where he's, like, cursing people and just Hook just happens to show up. Or, yeah, Hook just happens to be in the general vicinity. Because I like the bit of just things happening. <laughs> because Hook is cursing people, but he's not actually cursing. Like, it doesn't work. Dan Housen gives him a bag of chips with his with the Dan Housen face on it. <laughs> there you go. Thank I you can, for being. Thank you I for being. I can see this friend. being like a Booker T gold dust thing. Like I. I could <laughs> it could work. I mean, you never know. It could work. Uh, it's entertaining to think about, though. You got to admit, he's funny. They're funny. They're funny. One's funny just being funny, and one's funny just being serious. It just, it works. It works. Um, it, in like a Randy Orton, Matt Riddle kind of way. 
even though Hook isn't as funny as Randy, but he's as serious as Randy. Yeah. Um, uh, but it, but it works though. So that was a pleasant surprise. I I, I it, it was a it was a nice stray from the the regular tie up to that story, which is Dan House and just getting his ass whipped. Yeah, pretty much. So it was a nice comedy turn they took there. I'm I'm, I'm glad they did that. I hope to see that for a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very fun. Um. Yeah, I want to say the championship for last. So let's go TNT title. All right. So for the TNT title, we had Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky. And Jesus, did these people, did, did they try to show out? Yeah, these like, are some crazy highlights. Yeah. So you had spots in this match that were just ridiculous. You had the Spanish fly onto the barbed wire ladder. You had the, the cutter off the top of the ladder. And then Sammy, the madman, I don't know what the hell move this was even aiming to be, like a corkscrew or something. I think it was like a, I can't even say it was a Phoenix Splash because it wasn't. He landed on his back on purpose. Yeah, almost. almost, It almost went the way he was planning it to go. I mean, it, it looked bad either way. Yeah, it was some crazy rolling cannonball Phoenix Splash looking thing. It just it looked nuts, and we we've talked about this before with Sammy, when when he was in that time of you know fighting Matt Hardy and yeah yeah his all first those like guys inner circle days he was just messing up spot after spot yeah it was like the chair spot and then it was uh, when he jumped off a uh, what was it when he jumped he jumped off of something and put Matt through a table uh, it was like a I don't even want to say, was it a forklift. Yeah, I think it was the forklift. So they had the forklift spot, then they had the chair spot. Like he just had moments where he was just looking bad, just yeah. landing all these crazy spots. And then yeah. he started doing really, really good for a while there for he a good up stretch. For a minute, yeah. And boom, we went back to old Sammy in, in an instant right there. Yeah, just just the just the fallback. Damn it, we got back to back weeks of botches now, if I'm not mistaken. Not oh, between did Sammy mess up last week. Oh no, no not not Sammy. not Sammy. Last week it was a uh, uh, punk, punk and uh, uh, Penta, Penta. Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it it compared to all the other spots, um, this this worked out relatively well for him because he landed right on his back. Yeah, uh, thank God because it could have been very different. Um. And at least it didn't look well, it looked like he completely failed. It yeah, did. It, it did. I'm not gonna lie. So on first glance, I was like, oh yeah, he missed completely. Yeah, at least he got a little bit of his arm. Yeah, but if he would have just, just got nothing, it just was very bad. Like <laughs> that's it, it one made, of those where like you come it, back through the curtain, it was like, I appreciate that, but don't ever do that again. It made Punk's botch look like non-existent. Do you think he's getting coaching from uh, Jeff on how to maybe land some of these things better? Uh, I don't know, but he might need it. Right? Just from somebody that falls from very high things. Someone that's used to falling. (laughs) Some some tips on positioning there might help him out. Like, all right, look, you hurt my brother already. Now you're hurting yourself. Let's show you how to do this the right way. Seriously. 
Um, but other than that, pretty great. What do you think about Scorpio Sky getting the belt back? In general? I like it. I like it. I mean, I, I don't think Scorpio should have lost it anyway. Same. I felt like I felt like it was too early for Scorpio to lose it. Um, so me me seeing him get the title back, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm with this. He should have got a better run anyway. Not not the hugest fan of uh their faction they got going on right now, but you know, hey, if we get a Scorpio title run out of it, I'm with it because Scorpio's definitely an underrated talent that not a lot of people know how good he actually is. Yeah, I'm happy for Scorpio is the big thing. I'm not the hugest fan of men of the year or American top team in general. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy for Scorpio Sky. Um, and I hope he holds it for a, a longer time. I think between everything Sammy Guevara is doing, he's finding a good place to be. Ironically, the Chris Jericho of the mid-card division, where he's kind of like, I could see him being consistently TNT champion over the next few years before they give him a main title run. Yeah. If they give him a main title run. Because out of all the pillars, I feel like he's he's probably going to be the last one to get it. Because I could definitely see Darby getting the world title before him. I could see MJF getting the world title before him. Yeah. Hangman's already got it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could definitely see Sammy waiting a few to finally get his and just bouncing around from different legends and uh, mid-card title fights. I don't even know if I see Sammy ever getting the world title. Well, yeah, yeah. But th- like I said, I, it, it, I feel if, if he does, he'd be the last one. About like a Chris Jericho, because it took Chris... Did it take Chris a while? What to get the AEW one? Well, it didn't. It didn't take forever. No, he 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 was their inaugural champ. Oh no no! I mean I mean in WWE, like you remember Chris in WWE when Chris was in WWE in the beginning, uh, he was yeah. a main eventer, but he wasn't really a main eventer. Like compared yeah, to the other main eventers, but it didn't really take him too long. It didn't. It didn't take him forever, but he's definitely more known for his mid card work than his than being um one of their greatest main eventers. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he even though for his time he he was definitely a top guy in my opinion. Um yeah. but yeah I will I was agree. just he, he was just around giants is yeah. what I'm saying. I think that's mm-hmm. the situation Sammy's in. Like he there's so many giants around that I feel like it'll take a minute for, it to for him stick. to get there. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. sure once he gets there they'll bring him back every now and then to hold the title again but i don't think he's i don't think he's a staple right now considering all the other possible guys they could put the belt on mm-hmm. I mean, yeah I, I can see that um and i wouldn't make him world champion with ty conti no you know, still doing the whole um Agent Agent Lita Lita gimmick, yeah. I uh, mean, we didn't even plan to say that, but we just <laughs> both said <laughs> yeah, it at the right did. time. It's like a good guy Agent Lita thing, but it's still uh-huh. like revolting. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't 
especially where he's at now. It's like us. We'd have to make some character changes. Where's Miro? Have you seen Miro in a while? That is a damn good question. I have not. Very good, right? I haven't seen Miro in a minute. Because I was like, I feel like I might. It might be easier to push Miro into that spot. And I was like, wait, where's Miro? Miro hasn't been. Yeah, Miro's anywhere been in forever. Is he injured or something? I don't. I don't know if he's injured or if he's like filming or. I don't know what he's doing to be honest with you. Right. He, anyway, he, I, I, I I digress. Um, happy for Scorpio Sky, uh, Sammy. Watch your falls, and yeah. uh, great match, guys. All right, and and to wrap it up, the very last thing I have for uh, AEW is that the Punk and Hangman match is confirmed. Yeah. Is Punk beating Hangman Page? Wait, um, before you even answer that question, I have another question. How have you been feeling about Hangman Page being the face of AEW and being the world champion? Uh, it, it hasn't really bothered me. Um, I know a lot of people are saying he hasn't been a great world champion. Um, it has felt a little stale at times. But, I mean, I'm not really as upset about it as other people are, it seems. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't really... It's one of those championship reigns where it doesn't, you know, excite me, but it doesn't make me completely angry. He's a he's a great worker in the ring. He's definitely talented. Uh, did he deserve it? Yeah, he, he deserved it. But, you know, it's just... It, it's not really something that's super exciting for me, but it also doesn't make me upset. Mm-hmm. Like it, you don't you don't know how good somebody can be unless you give them a shot. Yeah, and I, and I feel like this was the guy that you gave a shot to. I feel the way I feel about Dean Ambrose being world champion in WWE. Yeah, because Dean wasn't super great, but he also wasn't terrible. Yeah, like I, I wasn't complaining, but. I'm not going to tell you he's the best champion I've seen. In, <laughs> yeah, like, like he might the most he, impressive guy I've seen. He might do a good thing here and there, but, you know, for the most part, it's just, eh. Yeah. So that, that's a good comparison. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the pretense to the next question, which is do you feel like Punk should win? Not if he's going to, but do you feel like Punk should win the belt? Um, where's Double or Nothing gonna be? Is it in Chicago? I feel like it might. Um, if it's in Chicago, then I I would say yes. Um, just just for you know shock value, like hometown boy, but I feel like they always do good for punk in Chicago anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. I kind of think you would have to because oh, it's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be in Vegas. Oh, uh, um, all right. So if it's going to be in Vegas, hmm. Damn, I don't know. I'd say let Punk win. We we had a good we had a good go with Hangman. Um, 
Let me see how long ago Hangman even won that belt. I know he had it twice already. I think he had it twice. Um, but yeah, I would say, yeah, let Punk win it because I'm pretty sure that's what most people want. They would love to see Punk win the belt, mm-hmm. especially being so far gone from a world title win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's, I'd, I'd have no problem with that Punk winning May. the title. Yeah, he won that joint in May. Of what, last year? Yeah. He won it. Uh, he won it in November at Full Gear, and then again in May. Oh no! As of May, there have been four reigns between the champions. Okay, yeah, no, he only won it one time. No, he only won it one time. He won it in November at Full Gear. Yeah, see, Minnesota. so, so he got a good six month, seven month reign. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, give it to Punk. Give it to Punk. I yeah. would, I would say. Don't give it to Punk if if you plan on him and Hangman running it back. If you plan, if you plan on this being a device for Hangman to win the belt back from Punk, mm-hmm. like within the same storyline, don't do it. <laughs> Keep the belt on Hangman because what's going to happen is Punk is going to get that belt. You're gonna see the reaction Punk gets as AEW champion, and you're not gonna give that belt back to Hangman. So if the plan is, oh, Punk will win it, and then Hangman will be Punk again for the belt, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, because you're gonna see how that Chicago crowd is. Yeah, with the Punk. world, the world is gonna explode if CM Punk wins the AEW championship, and you're gonna yeah. be like, we can't put the belt back on Hangman. Exactly. So if you're gonna if the plan is to have them pass the belt back to each other, don't do it. Just have Hangman win and give Punk the belt later. Because mm-hmm. if you give him it now, there's no way Hangman is getting that belt back. Yeah. So I think it depends on what their agenda is. Like if they've decided, all right, it's been long enough, it hasn't really worked out. We're going to put the belt back on Punk. Maybe we can rework this so that you can, you know what I mean? So that we can make it make sense later. Mm -hmm. But if the plan is for them to pass it back and it be like an arc in Hangman's storyline to get better, don't don't give the belt over. Yeah, I agree. Punk is the AEW belt. He has to hold it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, people are going to flip shit. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the the audience would want anything else or accept anything else. Quite frankly. Yeah, I can I I can agree with what you're saying. Um so with that being said, double or nothing, punk and hangman. Um may the right man win. I won't even say the best man. Uh-huh. Uh may the right man win for booking purposes. Um, and with that that wraps up AEW before we get into the WWE news I want to get into just one thing from NXT oh dear Um, it's that time and before I even get into my rant because that's where I'm going with this oh dear um, I do want to say that I'm very proud of NXT booking for booking a sit down between Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo 
I'm very glad you guys are handling this story right. And that is the one nice thing I'm going to say before I do this. Oh, dear. Um, So this week, I don't know if this is if this counts as the releases there could be a like big release thing happening later but 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 it's nxt it's nxt and these are the big releases for nxt um so the names came out the wwe has released dakota kai Mm -hmm. dexter loomis Mm -hmm. manager malcolm bivens no harlan Parissa Parada. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Raylan Devine, Draco Anthony, Vish Kanya, or Kanya, if you're saying it like Kanye, Mila Milani, and Blair Baldwin. One of them being um, an official for NXT. Yeah. And other ones being either talent that rarely got TV time or never even saw TV time. Yeah. After uh, after Harlan. So I don't know how I feel about Harlan getting released in the middle of a Joe Gacy thing with <laughs> Braun Breaker. Maybe after that was the perfect time. But it's, it's fine. um if you felt it wasn't working out it wasn't working out yeah um malcolm bivens why i thought he was i thought it was actually pretty good yeah i liked Um, i liked bivens the creed brothers were getting over so he was doing his job roderick strong was not was in england in the uk so he kind of wasn't doing his job so he kind of left Malcolm Bivens to manage the Creed Brothers so the fact that they got over is kind of a credit to Malcolm Bivens but I mean okay all right um I guess there was just something about Malcolm Bivens that you felt like the Creed Brothers didn't need a voice I hope they can talk yeah so do I (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of why it was there um and it was working so I don't understand why you did it but i mean all right um dexter loomis was just getting over before nxt 2.0 started mm-hmm. and then y'all wrapped him in this weird couple versus couple storyline with two people whose names i can't even really remember um and y'all were, try- y'all were barely trying to get that over before you let dexter go so it's it just seems like the writing was on the wall there. Yeah. But I would like to point out that he was very over before y'all just kind of put him in booking oblivion. Yeah, and I, I got something to say about that when like you're very done. over. Very like he had a wedding that was like the highlight of a very big storyline that was mm-hmm. paying off very well. And then you just kind of, yeah. I... For me, I feel like they released the people that not all right. They released the people they released didn't fail in NXT. No, 
in my opinion, NXT failed the people they released mm. or management failed them because Malcolm Bivens, I don't know where he failed. Malcolm Bivens succeeded in what he did. He did managing his job. Di- he, he, he did exactly he, what he was supposed to do. He got released for doing his job with Diamond Mine. He made Roddy better. He made the Creed brothers better. He made uh, what the the, the other girl uh, Ivy. Uh, I I don't know her last name, but he made I know what Ivy you're talking better. About. Yeah, she looked very good too. Like he he made everybody in his group better, and he made he made you notice them. Um, Harland, you booked into a corner right away by everybody was saying he was the next Brock, next Brock Lesnar, and you did everything in your power to not make him the next Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. You shaved his head. You gave him a darker gimmick. You did everything in your power to not make him succeed. Mm-hmm. And Dexter Loomis, you said he was just getting over. He was. He had the wedding was one of the highlights of NXT. And a man can only do so much when he doesn't talk. You can only do so much when you can't speak. Exactly. So the fact that they found a way to get him so over without speaking speaks volumes in a way like no those him not having words and doing what he did is worth a thousand words right there. So the Loomis release, I don't get Um, the Harlan release. I don't get the Malcolm Bivens release. I don't get the fact that y'all signed a bunch of talent that never even got to show they worth yep is another thing i don't know why i let go of a ref what is she yeah. <laughs> what, the, what is and, she and then and then dakota kai i you, you booked her you booked her into Here's a fucking corner yeah y'all booked her into a corner more than once here is the one for me yo oh yeah the way y'all failed dakota kai is 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 sickening. Dakota Kai has been so good for so long and so overlooked for so long. The moment in war games where she turned on Tegan Knox, mm-hmm. which y'all didn't even have to do. Because y'all could have had them, y'all could have moved them to a place where they could be NXT tag team women's champions. And we're going to get into that one too. Because <laughs> y'all, oh, that moment sparked a change in her that could have taken her character to the very top. Mm-hmm. And y'all didn't push her like y'all was supposed to. And we still talking about regular NXT. Then y'all stuck her with Raquel Gonzalez. And they had a Shawn Michaels Diesel thing y'all could have did. Mm-hmm. Y'all was doing very well with that. And then y'all decided, nah. I know you helping her. And this was supposed to be surrounded by you getting your shot, but we going to go with Raquel. Damn. So y'all put y'all pick Tegan Knox over me. Then chose me 
and surrounded me with Raquel Gonzalez, then chose Raquel Gonzalez over me. Mm-hmm. After y'all let us have the inaugural NXT Tag Team Women's Championships and then had us lose them right away. Get them back and mm-hmm. lose them again right away. Y'all even had me turn on Raquel Gonzalez for a women's championship match where they cheered more for me than for her and you still didn't give me a Mm -hmm. She might have worked there that long and got maybe two or three championship opportunities. Not even wins, just opportunities. Just opportunities. And the only time she won Y'all took it right out of her hand as fast as she got it. Absolutely. This is a girl that in one of the main events was getting cheered louder than the person you put her up against that you invested all your money in that was dating uh, uh, Adam Shear that was supposed to be this huge, big name. And not for nothing, Raquel Gonzalez is great. Mm Mm-hmm. But for as great as she is, if you're having Dakota Kai get a bigger reaction and pop and more people genuinely behind her than Raquel, you got money just lying around. You got expert talent lying around. What people fail to fail to realize, what management failed to realize, and the reason they failed her is that you had somebody here that was going out and doing great work every single week that people have watched years and years and years get passed over, no matter Mm -hmm. how good she is, no matter how good she changed her character, no matter how much better she got to be what you wanted. Keep getting overlooked and overlooked and overlooked with years of of a solid fan base to propel into a championship like the things y'all could have did for her mm-hmm. if y'all just gave her the shot if y'all just put your money on her one time is 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 sickening it's sickening to get released didn't Agreed. even get to the main roster didn't even get a shot at main roster didn't even get a shot at women's tag champions y'all allowed her to get the moment and not even the one. Mm-hmm. Y'all, every single opportunity y'all had, y'all cut her legs out beneath her. She couldn't keep a strong tag team. She couldn't get a solid women's title run. She couldn't get a solid build to a women's title run without turning on the person y'all put to propel her up. Y'all chose every single chance to destroy Kodakai before she could even get started. Yeah, that's why I'm sick about it because I've loved Dakota Kai forever. I've said Dakota Kai could be champ as long as they book her the right way for months, maybe even years. Because I've said this for the longest time from the moment Shayna Baszler broke Dakota Kai's arm, because that move was only at that good because of Dakota Kai taking it the very first time. Mm-hmm. And that became a staple. Shayna still uses that today. But without Dakota Kai doing the work to sell it and come back the way she did, 
it would have never been that good. It would have never been as over as it is. Yeah. But Dakota Kai ever get a full circle moment from that? No. She don't get anything out here. She get to she get to help whoever you want to get over, and then fall right back into the mix. Once y'all accomplish what y'all came to accomplish, y'all move Tegan Knox to the main roster with Shotzi Blackheart for no reason. Yep. When Tegan Knox originally came there to be Team Kick with her original partner. And y'all didn't give Dakota Kai the time of day. Y'all had Dakota Kai turn on her to stay exactly where she was. She got a new bad guy gimmick. She became believable. She became badass. She had good muscle. Nothing. She was Dolph Ziggler in NXT for forever. And she didn't Mm -hmm. get half the bricks Dolph Ziggler got. It's disgusting. So I hope Dakota Kai gets to go somewhere and receive all the fan base she had in NXT at this new place. Because I believe booked right, Dakota Kai can succeed anywhere. I don't know why they did what they did to her. I don't know why they booked her the way they booked her, but it's disgusting. And I hope wherever she ends up going, she can carry that entire fan base over there. Because if she can get the same reaction she got against Raquel or Mandy somewhere else, she solidified. You know what I, I I will say there's a saving grace to Dakota Kai getting released. But technically there's two. One, she's out of the WWE bubble where they don't really know how to book the people that fans want to see booked. They don't know how to they they tend to fail on people, like like we've said time and time again. So one, she's out of WWE. She don't have to worry about them messing up with her booking, her management, or what have you. And number two, she doesn't have a 90-day clause. She has a 30-day because mm-hmm. NXT only does the 30-day. So she can come back fairly quickly. She can come back real quick. As a matter of fact, Loomis is one of those guys that already, they just got released on what, Friday? Mm-hmm. He's already scheduled for a show in June. Right. So he, it, and Loomis was a guy that we said was just getting over. Dakota Kai was already over. So if he's just getting over and he's already booked for multiple shows mm-hmm. next month, imagine how quick it's going to be for Dakota Kai. That's just, just going to be like that. So, so I, she's, she's going to find the work. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, you got to get through that them 30 days. But I just hope it worked. I hope they didn't stifle her. I didn't hope they didn't stifle her growth enough for her for it not to reflect in the Indies. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I just hope they didn't hold her down enough to kill the fire she would have somewhere mm-hmm. else. Because yeah. anybody that's been watching NXT for this long knows how good Dakota Kai is and how high she could get mm-hmm. booked properly. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame. It's not a case of because there have been cases of people that are that just don't feel like they're there yet. Mm-hmm. Because Liv Morgan was one of them in NXT for a while. Shit, Carmella was one of those in NXT for a while where it just felt like 
yeah, you're okay, you're good, but it's just something's not there yet. Mm-hmm. And ever since Dakota Kai's heel turn, she hasn't felt like that. Yeah. It felt like she could be ready at any time. Y'all just got to do what y'all got to do. And they never did it. So hopefully she can go somewhere and she'll get that pop and they'll realize, okay, we got something here. Mm-hmm. We got something really good on our hands. So I just hope that that translates over wherever she ends up. But I'll be definitely keeping an eye on Dakota Kai to see where where she goes and um, how things turn out for her. Because I was one of the biggest fans of Dakota Kai for forever. Yeah. So let's hope, hopefully, those, uh, those educated feet land somewhere good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I have for NXT. Uh, just to get that off my chest. Um, as far as the main news, I think I'm going to pass it to Duke because Duke has uh, a lot more. I think you were just interested in a lot more than I was this week. Um, not not really. I mean, I, we both kind of got the same amounts. There wasn't really much news this week, which is kind of surprising considering we're so close to a pay-per-view. Um but two things I want to discuss were there was two returns on Raw, and we saw Oscar return. Becky came out, gave a promo. Um, I guess it was like Dolph Ziggler. It should have been me mixed with my precious from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Oscar came out, returning from her injury, and. I guess now we're going to get another Becky Oscar feud, which is a feud that we've seen numerous times over. Um, and then we also had a Mustafa Ali return mm-hmm. and he came back and had a match with Miz. So I guess real quick, I just want to just get your opinions on both the returns and which return was more appealing to you. I'm going to give Oscar the benefit of the doubt. Hmm, Okay. Because she's in a position right now where she's at an even better place than Nakamura. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they're the same thing, but Oscar's way more considerable as champ so they're in this position where it feels like they're just kind of here but Oscar is somebody they can consistently put the belt on even though I'm I'm not really sure I gotta be honest with you I've, I've lost whatever it is that I was supposed to be excited about for Oscar yeah like I know she's good. I know, I know. But uh I can't tell you that I care. I can't I can't tell you that I that I am excited to see Asuka win the belt or challenge yeah. for the belt or yeah, I'm not really over the moon on Asuka anymore. Like I don't even like that she's coming back and feuding with Becky again. Um but I, I consider it 
I consider it the um a, a, a number of pods back. I brought up the issue of rotation. Mm-hmm. And the dilemma that happens with rotations to where you beat enough people and you don't make any new stars, the outcome becomes, well, you can only use the same five people. Yeah. And this feels like one of those scenarios where, oh, great, you're cleared. We have another consistent person we put the belt on to challenge mm-hmm. to challenge the champion. So um I don't I can't even tell you I'm excited about it, but I understand. I guess it's good for them. I I I mean Yeah, I mean I'm me personally, I was more excited for Ali because this is the dude who he's asked for his release. He says numerous times he's not happy with his booking. Mm-hmm. He's not happy with where he is in the company and things like that. And I'm one of those people that agree. If someone's not happy and they want to be booked better and you don't see them mm-hmm. as anything better, mm-hmm. you should let them go. Absolutely. But apparently you must have seen that he can do something because he asked for his release and you said no. This so is you, the surprising part. So me. you must know he can do something. This is the surprising thing for me because um Ali's somebody with a legitimate gripe, I feel. Yeah. He's been somebody that had to suffer uh, a terrible injury mm-hmm. that ended up having resulting in him sitting home watching Kofi Kingston win at WrestleMania. Yeah. And just this just bizarre turn of events that I feel like creates a legitimate gripe that you never got a shot that maybe you had earned through Mm -hmm. a valid amount of time. So to have a faction fail, have a potential WrestleMania spot taken from you. Yeah. And the grand scheme of things. uh, And just not, and then, you know, have to, be involved with a tag team nobody cared about i didn't once care about mansoor and ali yeah no no one did and feel like you were pigeonholed into this spot where you were once somebody that maybe could have been considered as champion like you're on the spot taken away to you know propel (laughs) kofi kingston into a, a spot he only got because of you yeah, there's a legitimate gripe that man, I should be booked better, mm-hmm. or you should let me go. So and I'm I'm proud of them for stepping up and putting them in a position against some guys that are legitimate guys around here. Like if you if you feel like you've earned it, uh, and maybe you have, and you have a legitimate gripe, let's put you up against some of our marquee like uh, flag holders. Mm-hmm. And if you can last against the guys that make this company what it is, yeah, we can put you back where you belong. Mm-hmm. So if he, I'm hoping he does well with Miz and whatever flag holder they put him up against next, because I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, I'm sure he made an argument that he's he can probably, go with any one of them. Yeah, that he's probably a main eventer. And they give him the shot. So management, the right thing to do uh, is be like, well, 
Miz is one of our guys. If you can go against Miz, you can go against anybody. Yeah, you, uh, you don't know if you don't give him a shot. Yeah, so give him the shot. Give him a fair shake at it. And if he does what he's supposed to do and gets the reaction that you wanted or even a reaction that you weren't expecting, then, you know, there's some legitimacy to his, his statements and you got to kind of give him a shot. But I, I, I'm proud of them for giving him a fair shake at it. Yeah, because rarely does anybody get a fair shake at it. Yeah, especially in WWE. To, you either have to sit home or you get released. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, kudos to Ali and management. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully something comes from this Ali thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the last thing that I had, which told you there wasn't really much this week um they have officially scrapped the tag title unification match and i am scratching my head like i this is something i didn't want to happen so okay i'm kind of glad it's not happening but then that goes to show if you don't like this option the next one might be even worse so now the main event at wrestlemania backlash is the bloodline versus RK Bro and Drew McIntyre? Why in the hell are we having a main event at a pay per view? Oh, excuse me, a premium live event be a six man tag team match? So we're not just, so we're not going to defend any titles. Tag titles, we're not defending either one of them. The WWE title and the and the Universal title, we're not defending either one of them. <laughs> the IC title hasn't been defended on, on a fucking pay-per-view in almost a year. Wow, is that true? Yeah, it's been almost oh. a year since oh. it's been defended on a pay-per-view. That's nuts. That's a nut. That's a wild number. That's a, um, that's a wild statistic right there. It's, Bianca, what she like? She she's going through this thing with Sonya right now. We don't even know if she's gonna defend the title on a pay per view. Mm. What else we got? Charlotte and Ronda. Okay, that's the one title we that's know. The is one. For, that's the one. That's the one. That is for sure gonna be defended. That's so sad, man. Theory hasn't announced anything for the. There hasn't been a single announcement of Theory defending the title at the pay per view. And granted, he just won it. Okay, but still nothing. Not a murmur. I think there's only like three matches that have been official. And one of them is a six-man tag match for your main event. I I really want to... I have no idea. I have. I was, <laughs> we're supposed to do a live stream for this pay-per-view. I have no interest in watching this pay-per-view. I have no idea what is going on. They gave us a they gave us a good WrestleMania and followed it up with a shitty no, WrestleMania backlash. My issue was they gave us solid weeks of okay, y'all are going after these tag titles. That is the mission. Correct. We've booked it for up to three, four, maybe four weeks. We have gone week after week promoting unification, unification, unification. We've had amazing tag matches with amazing tag teams. 
to really push the tag division, this is a thing that is going to happen. And it, it and for a minute, I was like, okay, I'm not sure who they're going to choose, but they're keeping me fairly interested every week. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They're showcasing great tag team action. Agreed. All of this makes sense. And then on the other side of it, you thought, okay, they're going to give Nakamura and Roman a thing because Nakamura is in a which, tough spot and Roman. Which I, I would have been okay with. Yeah, and you need somebody new for Roman. Okay, yep. cool. Nakamura mixes it up. The core fans know Nakamura can go when the time is right. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a match. It's gonna be a show. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. We know Roman's gonna win, but that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We don't need it to look like Roman's gonna win. I mean, uh, we don't need it to look like it's an even match. It's, it's, it's fine. It's yeah. Roman's Roman. Roman ain't losing no time soon, and we know that. Mm-hmm. So Nakamura mixing it up fresh. I love it. This is perfect. Somehow they <laughs> they decided. I hope this wasn't always the plan, because this is a terrible plan. <laughs> to just suddenly Roman just doesn't want the unification anymore because he ripped up the contract. Yeah. So suddenly Roman just doesn't care anymore. But the the problem here is. Where the fuck did Drew McIntyre come from? I know exactly where he came from. Um, they did a segment backstage. I think it was last week or two weeks ago or something where, you know, how Riddle's friendly with everybody. Um, he was friendly with the Prophets and Randy told him not to be. And now he was friendly with McIntyre and Randy didn't tell him not to be. Riddle made them come together, apologize to one another, you know, about their past history and the ambulance match and whatnot. Um, and Randy said, anybody who sticks up to Roman and his BS is aces in his book. So I guess now they became friends, quote unquote. And McIntyre has been their backup for the bloodline because McIntyre doesn't like the bloodline and his history with the bloodline. So now I guess that's why we're getting the six man. And since McIntyre is the one who fits the most, we're getting McIntyre. Boo. Like, not, like we weren't really, Boo. we kind of figured McIntyre and Roman were going to cross paths again, but Boo. it didn't have to be now. Boo. How did like, you just jump from Sami Zayn to Roman Reigns like that? In the same week, in the same night. What a, what a freaking leap. Like in this in the same night you had the, the steel, same night you had the steel cage match just, boom just had a steel cage match for Sami Zayn and then boom you come out the next segment and start helping are you kidding me <laughs> then, why then, can like, why couldn't you have done that exact same segment with Nakamura yeah like what could have Nakamura would have been hilarious they're both already comedy acts yeah I mean I would have rather seen I mean granted you need somebody big for Roman okay Vince likes big sweaty men. Let's throw in McIntyre. Um, Nakamura. Okay, like we were okay with Nakamura. You you got you got your muscle with Randy. You're doing the whole 20 year thing with Randy right now, and it, and I find it fucking ridiculous that in the 20 year anniversary of Randy, his culmination is going to be a six man tag match. 
Like, granted, okay, we get it. This, the, the, the dude was in evolution. He's used to big tag matches. But, damn, like, you can't even just give him a regular unification match, whether he wins it or loses it. It's just weird. It's just, I'm sick of this kilt and this sword and you just getting a main event whenever you want it. Like, you had no business being here. <laughs> I, will, just... I will say this. What he was doing right now, being in the mid-card division, granted, he's a main eventer, sure. He, he can be a, one of your main eventers for SmackDown. Sure, sure. But him in the mid-card doing what he was doing was actually good, in my opinion. Like, he was elevating your mid-card. I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, like him being in the mid-card, granted, he was winning every single match in the mid-card division. This, this is my problem, though. There's been plenty of great mid-card people. Just be a great mid-card person for a while. Like I'm sick. I'm so sick. No, like I all right, hear me out. I could I could see him. I hate comparing him to this guy. I'm just and you're, so sick. And and you're gonna look at me like I have three heads when I say this. Jericho. When Jericho was in WWE, we just said it earlier, he was more known for his mid-card stuff than his main event stuff. And Jericho was a guy who could go in and out like a chameleon. He could go into the mid-card division, elevate the mid-card. If you need him in the main event picture, he could go to the main event picture. Mm -hmm. Jericho was great anywhere he went. Yeah. I mean, McIntyre is not going to be great anywhere he goes, but he can be great in the mid-card division for you, elevate that division. And if you need, like, we need a main eventer, we need somebody to win the world title, let's get Drew. Mm-hmm. He, he, he won't be great, but he'll be serviceable. He'll give you that B, like I hate to say B plus run. He'll give you that B run. He'll give you that run that isn't going to be I'm just, over the moon, but he'll give you a run that's going to be solid. I, I would just really love for Drew to take like a big show role. Like, just, just. Yeah. Just be out of the way. Like, just please. But if we need you, we know where you're at. And this wasn't one of those times for me. No. Like, I didn't need this. I, I would have read, I would have much rather used Nakamura. I didn't need you to call backup on this to get like somebody. Like, Nakamura could have did it. Like, that was mm-hmm. it. That's my I, right. Honestly, this would have been better for Nakamura because then Nakamura could have, he could have went back to that old Nakamura a little bit. And this is my gripe. Like, I, my gripe is that I'm sick of Drew in the main event. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of it. I thought that's what this whole mid-card thing was for. So that you could stay out of the way for a while so people could stop being sick of you so that when it's time... We'll be ready. And you'll be ready. We'll be ready. You help elevate these people... And you stay under the radar until it's time to bring you back. Mm-hmm. And Nakamura is one of these guys that can get it done when it's time to. You don't need to call Drew. Yeah. Nakamura, this was a perfect spot for Nakamura considering the recent things he just went through. Like all of this stuff threads together. They were just fighting Nakamura and Boogs. Nakamura lost his partner. This fits. Everything mm-hmm. fits. You just went through a huge stank bomb in the situation that didn't make sense story-wise for anybody. 
Nope. There was no reason for this. And I'm not ready to see Drew back in the main event. Mm-mm. I'm still not over the kilt. Like, I'm still not over the sword. Like, I'm done. Like, I don't need this. Mm. I need you to be out of my way for a minute. Like <laughs> You could have you still had him do a thing with Sammy. Right. I need you to. Right. And Sammy's coming off a of jackass. What are you? What is Sammy going to do now? I would have saved the Sammy match for this. I, I would have saved the Sammy and uh, McIntyre thing. For Backlash. Yeah. I would have put the steel cage in Backlash. That That's how you are get you just going to write something for Sammy in the next two weeks? Yeah. Technically the next week because it's on the 8th. Like, what is that? Where does that leave Sammy? Like, this was all. This was all stupid. Like, I, I didn't get any of this. I have no idea why you decided to throw a wrench into this whole perfectly planned out story that you guys had. This was this seems like one of those moments where Vince just didn't like what he saw one day yeah. and was just Eventually, I don't like shit it. You just changed his mind and like to me, it feels like he's just throwing shit at the wall right now and hoping something sticks. This wasn't a time for that. This was a time to stick to what you wrote. Mm-hmm. Like commit to what you decided, because nothing else you did. Like writing wise, this didn't make sense for anybody. No, nope. you just left two people in a tough spot. Because Sammy has nothing to do coming off the heels of a fantastic WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and Nakamura is now left with nothing to do after having his partner be injured after he was supposed to be winning the tag titles. Yeah, now he don't even get a match against Roman. He gets to sit at home at Backlash. No, no, he gets to sit in catering. At Backlash. Yeah, but he gets at to least sit in food. As far as we assume. <laughs> <laughs> Budget cuts, man. You never know. Oh, man. Mm. But I think that's all the news that uh, we got this week. So with that being said, it's time to get into these shout outs. Stevie Jobber, who's going first with these, me or you? Um, I'm just giving them to the homies. I'm gonna give the shout outs uh, okay. first, just because I'm just I'm just hitting the regular people, man. Uh, as always, you gotta go to Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. You gotta follow them on Facebook. You gotta follow them on Instagram, man. Um, they're always updating. They're always giving new games. I'm always zooming in to see what new games they got for what new systems. I'm still looking for the. For the for the uh, uh, the Nintendo, uh, the Super Nintendo, and uh, what games I can get for that now. That's gonna be my last piece of the puzzle. So follow mm-hmm. Doghouse Gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Go follow Jaded Wrestling on Twitter. Um, go follow my man Wrestling Jeebus on Twitter. Uh, still love the name, always hilarious. And go follow my guys, the High Wrestling Podcast. Um, just a combination of two uh, amazing things in, in one podcast that yeah. everyone loves universally, which is um, nature and wrestling. Uh-huh. So go check them out. And uh, that's my shout outs for this week. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to get to my shout outs this week. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. First things first, I'm going to shout out Arcade Pop because we're doing a live stream for WrestleMania Backlash, even though that show isn't really getting me excited. But we're still <laughs> going to have a good time. We're still going to be kicking it with the crew. 
You're going to have Arcade Pop over there. You're going to have Mr. Awesome, Johnny Funko, Diva Kind, myself, maybe a Stevie Jobber appearance. You never know. Um, But, yeah, so make sure you check that out on Arcade Pop's YouTube channel, May 8th. I believe the start time is going to be 8 o'clock Eastern. Mm. So make sure you're there for that. Uh, Then you got Bobby Rassels and Mi Amor over at the All About Wrestling Podcast. They're doing some great stuff over there. They actually just got uh, sponsored by The Showboat. So you need to go check them out. I'm pretty sure they'll be doing stuff over there as well. Um, You got official DJ Blade over on Twitch. Great friend of the show. Shows his mad love. Make sure you check him out every Tuesday and Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, And then you got, I'm going to shout out USA Pro Wrestling. They got a show coming here on June 26th where I'm at. So I'm going to be stopping in over there, checking out some of their talent. They got a lot of young talent and also some veterans like Carlito, Chris Masters, Brian Myers, former wrestler of the pod, Teal Piper is going to be there. Jerry the King Lawler, Scott Steiner, the newest Hall of Famer. So that's going to be a great show. I'm going to check it out. Maybe do some vlog and put it up on the channel for the pod. You never know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all my shout outs this week. So with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. You guys know where to get at us. You can reach us on the website, dangerousdriverswebsite.com. You can reach us on Instagram. You can check this out on Spotify, Apple Music, Twitter, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Make sure you have a great week, guys. Make sure you stay up, stay blessed, and as always, stay dangerous. Will and